You're listening to Page Up with Dr. Angela Loria. Episode 2, Finding the Right Type of Publisher. Welcome to Page Up, a podcast for authors in transformation, featuring advice on the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block, to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing nonfiction books. Now, get ready to press Page Up on your book with your host, best-selling author and publisher, Dr. Angela Loria. Hey everyone, welcome back to Page Up in this episode. We are going to be talking about how to find the right type of publisher for you. So most people don't even realize this is a choice and that is exactly the problem. Um, The people who do realize there's a choice are looking between the traditional publishing route and self-publishing. And those are really two ends of a spectrum. I want to talk to you about the full continuum today, and more importantly, how the way you publish influences the outcome you get for your book. So when you understand this, you will be able to select the publishing approach that's going to get you the outcome you want for your book. So in my 10-step process for writing a book that makes a difference, um, which I'm going to include in the show notes, so if you go to the author incubator slash two, you'll be able to see the 10 steps that make a difference. Um, So what, uh, what step nine is in the 10 steps is creating your masterpiece. And what that's about is actually looking at the publishing from the perspective of what you want as the outcome for for your book. So for most people, the cost, um, the financial cost of time and also the royalty split with a traditional publisher just isn't worth it. It's just not worth it to give up 90% of your royalties and to wait 18 months to two years to get your message out there. But if you want what traditional publishers have, then that's an easy weight. That's an easy um, exchange. Most people are doing it because they think a traditional publisher is going to get them more prestige. Sometimes that's true, but uh, the reason why it's so hard to get a traditional publishing deal is that publishers don't have the same level of influence that they used to have in the landscape. So the truth is there are so many books coming out each month that differentiating yourself is a problem even for publishers. And so they're just not putting the marketing muscle behind most books. So here, um, so I guess we'll start today by just talking about these first two, these polar opposites, the traditional publishing versus self-publishing, which I define in a very specific way. You'll see lots of definitions out there. So with a traditional publisher, you very often find an agent. That process can take anywhere from three to six months to the rest of your life, as long as you want. Your agent will then pitch your book proposal to different publishers, and they will often require changes to your proposal. Um, That pitching period can last between three months and 12 months. And then if your book is picked up, there's another uh, often 
six to 18 months um, that it will take for that publisher to release your book. They will pay you some uh, advance money. That's advances on the royalties that you're going to earn later. Um, as a publisher, they really want you to use those royalties uh, to go into marketing your own book. Most people don't realize traditional publishers do distribution and they will give you uh, some marketing help in terms of um, your book flap copy, uh, description copy. Um, they'll put you in their catalog. They might include you in a press release, but for the most part, you're the one who's going to sell your books. And um, you can get any amount of money for in advance, anywhere from $1,500 to $500,000. But most new nonfiction authors get between $1,500 and $5,000 against royalties. So here's what's interesting about that number is the way that publishers work is they guess how many copies of yours that they're going to sell in the first 90 days. And then they give you a payment based on what your royalty will be for that first 90 days. So what they're doing is they're saying, how many copies are we gonna sell? Let's just pay her in advance. Well, most authors uh, with a traditional publishing deal will give up about 90% of the book revenue to their publisher. So they'll get a 10% royalty in exchange for licensing their intellectual property to the publishing company. So the publishing company now owns your ideas, owns your words here, and they'll give you 10% of what they make in this licensing deal. For most authors, that works to about a dollar a book. Just for rough math, we can go with that number. It might be a dollar 37 or 98 cents or something like that. Um, there are a lot of factors that go into determining how much you get for, for your book, but when you boil it down at the end of the day, it's about a dollar a book. So if you were offered an advance of $5,000, that's basically the publisher saying in the first 90 days, we think we'll sell 5,000 books. And if you sell that out, that's called sell through. So if you sell out that 5,000 books and at the end of the 90 days, 3,000 of your books aren't returned by the bookstores, then, um, then you will begin to get that dollar a book paid out quarterly or usually paid out twice a year by the publisher. So every time they sell a book, they'll put a dollar into a bank account for you and then they'll send it to you a couple times a year. So that trade-off, the reason you would do that is because those dollars are going to add up to a greater number and a greater impact than if you self-published and maybe made, I'm gonna do easy math here and say $10 a book. The truth is you'll probably be making more like eight, but I like easy math. So, um, so if you were truly self-publishing and you were making $10 a book, and let's say you sold 100 books, you would make $1,000, yay. Um, if you worked with a traditional publisher and um, you were only getting a dollar a book and you sold 100 books, then you would be getting $100. So you would need to believe for every 100 books you sold 
the publisher would sell a thousand. What would make you make that bet? Well, they have a bigger distribution network. As a self-publisher, your book will not get to all the places a traditional publisher can get your book. So traditional publishers have a sales team. They work with book buyers. They get your book placed at Costco, at bookstores, at Whole Foods. They already have relationships with those book buyers, and they're out there hawking your book and getting it picked up in those places. And if your book sells through, this, this 10 to 1 number can actually work. But what you need behind it is a pretty massive marketing campaign. So you will hear people talk about your author platform. Well, your author platform is really about the people who follow you, who know you, who are going to buy your book. So for most people, they know, um, I'll talk sometimes about who you would invite to your birthday party. Let's say you're having a big 40th birthday bash or 50th birthday bash. There would be a list of people, maybe 40, 50, 100 people that you would invite to this birthday party. That's your author platform right now. The people who we know will buy your book, right? The same, same sort of people that might come to your birthday party. Well, what a traditional publisher wants to know is that there are tens of thousands of people who are interested in you, who are following you, and who will buy your book. That's why you see so many reality TV stars with book deals, because the publishers know the, tr the distribution is there, and so they can pay a much juicier royalty uh, up front, that advance royalty, right? So those authors are still getting a dollar a book, but instead of offering them $1,500 or $5,000, they can easily offer them $100,000, $500,000, even a million dollars because they know how big their following is. How does the publisher know? Well, they're going to look at your Twitter followers. They're going to look at your Facebook fans. They're going to look at your email list, and they'll know a percentage of people following you will want your book. So if you go look at um, Bethany Frankel or Beyonce's social media um, campaigns, you look at their social media profiles on Instagram, on Twitter, um, and you will see there are millions of people following them. That gives the publisher confidence to pay those high level, um, those high level advances. And the thing about the high-level advances is it means those books are most likely going to sell. Here's the funny thing. If those people self-published, they might reach the same audience, but because they need in-store distribution, they need distribution in those larger venues like airport bookstores, they that number works out that 10 to 1 ratio works out if they if bethany frankel just put her book on amazon she would not make that thousand dollars that she would make with a traditional publisher so what you have to think about is do you need the distribution network that a publisher has can you leverage that because you have a platform and a following do you know how in the first 90 days you will make sure people are going to bookstores to buy your book? Can you get on The Daily Show 
or the Jimmy Kimmel show, how are you going to get the word out? You can see how Beyonce or Bethany Frankel won't have a problem with this. Will you? If the answer is yes, you can jump all the way to the other end of the scale and you can look at self-publishing. Now, for me, having been in the publishing industry for 20 years, for me, self-publishing is strictly talking the do-it-yourself version. It's the Home Depot version of publishing. So that means that you are going to either find an editor and hire someone or maybe get a friend to do it for free. You are going to learn how to do the book cover, maybe on PicMonkey or some online website. Actually, Amazon even has some tools that you can use to create your own cover. Or you're going to find someone maybe on Fiverr or on 99designs and they're going to do your book cover. You are going to find people or learn how yourself to get an ISBN and how to format a book properly to be uploaded. Um, you're going to decide how you're going to print your book. You're going to do each of these steps yourself. And there are lots of great resources out there. I couldn't begin to list all of the self-publishing books, but I would be remiss not to include Dan Pointer's um, Manual of Self-Publishing. It is the Bible for self-publishers. And he really teaches you every step along the way. And let me tell you, it's not rocket science. There are a lot of details, but you know, if you got a college degree or you got a good head on your shoulder, you can work through the, I think, 900 pages in Dan's book, you can figure out all these steps and you can put a book up. Now, here is the story I want to tell you. I have been thinking lately about raising urban chickens and I'm really excited about the idea of having fresh eggs every morning. Like, I can't tell you how excited I am about this. And I realize that the internet is an amazing place. I am sure if I went to YouTube right now and I Googled how to build a chicken coop, that I would find all of the instructions I needed for how to build a chicken coop. And I would even find lists of what I needed to buy, what tools I needed to buy, what supplies I needed to buy. And I've got a Home Depot near me and they tell me that um, I can do it, they can help. So I can go to that Home Depot with my list of things I need to buy and I could come home with my wood and my hammers and nails and whatever else it takes to build a chicken coop and I can go build a chicken coop in my backyard. And hopefully I could even put chickens in it. But if I were to hire somebody, let's say who'd built a hundred chicken coops, I bet it would be much easier for that guy to build a chicken coop than for me. Now that's not to say I shouldn't do it because there is something rewarding about a DIY project. There is something that feels so good to look in your backyard and see that chicken coop and be like, I built that with my own two hands. Um, you have to decide right now for your book, do you want a DIY craft project? Or do you want something professional? Do you want the guy who's built 100 chicken coops to build your chicken coop? And neither one of these is a bad decision 
they just get different results. So if I bought my supplies at Home Depot, I can guarantee you as soon as I started trying to cut the wood or um, I don't even know what you do to build a chicken coop here, but uh, go with me on this metaphor. If I started trying to figure out, um, you know, whatever that first step for my YouTube video is, I can guarantee you that there is something I forgot to buy. I got the wrong size screwdriver or I got wood nails instead of metal nails or I don't know. So I would need to probably make multiple trips back to Home Depot. Now, the guy who's built 100 chicken coops has already made those trips, so you could sort of leverage them, right? And he's going to probably only make one trip to Home Depot, and he's going to have all the right things there. He's not going to have to double-check his uh, supplies because he knows what he needs. He's done it before. You need to be prepared if you are self-publishing, if you are taking the reins of this journey. Um, which is a perfectly valid thing to do, you need to have a plan in place for the fact that it's going to take you a lot longer and it's probably not going to look as good as the the guy who's built a hundred chicken coops. And you're probably going to make some pretty big mistakes. So maybe you will select the wrong type of wire for your chicken coop and, and your chickens will get injured and you'll have to replace your chickens. Or maybe there's a super easy way to clean a chicken coop if you build an extra trap door for cleaning that you didn't know about because maybe it wasn't in those videos or you didn't exactly know how to engineer it, so you skip that step. That is what will happen with your book if you self-publish. It might look pretty good. You can invite people over and be like, look what I did. But you're just not going to have the same experience as a, a company or a person who has done this before dozens or hundreds of times. And that's just worth knowing. That's just worth thinking about. Is it worth the effort if you are going to do this all on your own? Um, to make those mistakes. Is that something that you want to learn from? And maybe you will do, you'll be the guy who has built a hundred chicken coops. You'll be on the other side of it and you just need to get through your first one because this is a new skill you want to acquire. I want to assure you, you can do it. It is absolutely learnable. It's absolutely figure outable. Is that a good use of your resources? That's the question you want to ask. Now, the other reason why I recommend self-publishing to people, and this always surprises me, but there are some people who like to control every aspect of their book. So they know exactly what they want their book to look like. They want to give the book their title, even if their title, you know, a traditional publisher would say it wouldn't sell. It's the title in their heart and they want it. They want to control the marketing copy, and even if there are better ways to write the copy, they don't want to write it the better way. They want to write it their way. They want to control the editing, and even if an editor could make the book better, they don't want it better. They want their book. They want to build their chicken coop their way. And if that is you, again, I would go back to those outcomes you want for your book. Do you want this to be a 
learning experience, a DIY project, something fun in your life you can say you've done, or do you want to change people's lives, make a difference, and earn some income from your book and from your related products and services? And that is an either-or decision, and both are perfectly valid. The problem is most people don't make the decision. They decide that they want control of their book, but then they want an outcome that would require a professional. And then they are disappointed when they don't get the results they want from their book. So I just want you to get really clear. If you want a professional chicken coop, you need to go to professionals. And if you want a DIY project, you need to download lots of videos from YouTube and go to Home Depot. Both of those are great choices. Just know the outcome is determined by the way you publish. You cannot do it on your own for the very first time with no experience in the publishing industry and expect to get results that people who have been doing it for 20, 30, 40 years get. It's just not going to work that way. My chicken coop that I built would look like a craft project and there would be mistakes that might cause harm to chickens and that might make my life difficult, but I might be really proud of it. But I wouldn't be expecting it to be a professional grade chicken coop because it's my first one, right? It's my first one. So I want you to decide, do you want to be a learner? Do you want to just figure this out and have fun with it? And if it doesn't change people's lives or get in people's hands, who cares? You will have learned a new skill. Or do you want to really commit to your future readers that you are all in and you're going to get them the change that they need by working with a team of professionals? So let's talk about what that team could look like if you go that route. So you see how with... The traditional route, you've got two years and you've got them taking most of your money, even if you do get a deal. And that route for most people who don't have a platform, not a great fit. The self-publishing route, perfectly fine if you want a craft project or a new hobby. Not fine if you want to write a book that makes a difference. So what we like to focus on on page up are people who want to make a difference, who want to make a difference with their book. And for in that case, what you want to talk about is everything in between self-publishing and traditional publishing. So what that means is you don't want to go the self-publishing route. You don't want to go the traditional route. You want to find options in the middle. I want to tell you what some of those options are. So the first option, uh, moving up from from the DIY version, is that you can hire a team of experts. You can say, money is no cost. I'm getting the guy who's built 100 chicken coops. I'm getting people with lots of experience. Here's what I want to caution you about there. What most people do in that case is they hire a great editor. They hire a great cover designer. They hire a great interior designer. They hire a great virtual assistant who has experience on the um, print-on-demand publishing platforms, and 
all of these people are working for them and they're great, talented people. But what's the problem? They're all marching in different directions. They all have different backgrounds. They all have different goals. So if we go back to our chicken coop story, one guy might have a thing where he's like, no, 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 you never build chicken coops with wood. When you do that, the wood rots, the chickens get disease. You need to only use pressurized steel to build your chicken coop. And another guy is like, nope, wood is the only way to go. It's biodegradable. It's healthiest for chickens. And yes, you have to replace it every five years, but it's so worth it. Well, this is what happens when you hire a collection of professionals that have not worked together and are not working towards the same goal. You might hire a book coach who's telling you one thing. You might have a business coach who's telling you another thing. Your cover designer might be pulling you in another direction. And this is what I see all the time from people who invest in having their book done. They call it self-publishing. But all of their experts are working against each other, and the author doesn't even know it. Why? Because they've never done it before. Of course they don't. You shouldn't be an expert. I'm not an expert in chicken coop building. And so hiring the best of the best seems like a good example, but it's actually a trap. So that is the first option. I'm going to tell you very, very hard to do that well. If you're going to do that, I hope you have an amazing book coach who can sort of rally all the troops and confirm that they are going in the same direction. The next option is to work with an author-funded publisher. And that's a publisher that has um, on its staff uh, editors, they have designers, and these people are working all in the same direction. Now, the thing about author-funded publishers, in the olden days when I first started in book publishing, these were called vanity presses, and they had a very, very, very bad name. Um, the thing about vanity presses and author-funded publishing is that you could be publishing anything, and they will accept it. They're a services business, so you can give them the crappiest book in the world, they're going to tell you it's great. They're going to build you a cover. They're going to edit it to the best of their ability. And they will get your book out there. But how do you know if your book is worthy, if your book is good at the same level that you would with a traditional publisher? That is the dilemma that most authors that, that are going the self-publishing route, that's the dilemma they face. How do I know this is good? So you can also work with a boutique publisher, and what you want to look for is something called a hybrid model. That's a model where the publisher will work for maybe some money or some commitment to a certain book purchase, for instance, a minimum book order. And instead of taking all of the royalties, they will somehow split the risk with you. So what you what you get with a boutique publisher um, or an indie publisher or a niche publisher, those are just other names for them. Um, what what you'll get and what you want to look for is someone who is taking the risk on you. So it's a little harder to get in there because they're only going to make money if you make money. 
So trying to find a hybrid publisher um, is a great approach and there are some great publishers out there who will take the risk on you. Um, they will maybe split the royalties with you. So they're, they're investing their resources up front to get your book done. You're investing your resources from a writing and a content and you've got more of a symbiosis. So there are some publishers out there, hard to find, hard to get those deals, but if you keep your ear to the ground, um, I know plenty of authors who have gotten them. And, um, and so then um, there are some other models out there um, where you have what I call the incubator experience. So our company, The Author Incubator, is an example of this, but there are other companies out there that do this where they are author-funded, but built into the program is making sure that your book is the right book. So I'll talk about our model a little bit here so you understand that. Um, what we do is we actually work with authors to make sure their book is getting them the outcome they want. So we actually start with the outcome. Do you want speaking gigs? Do you want more clients? Do you want leads? What is the goal for your book? And then we have a team of editors and designers and administrators who are going to do all those steps that you might hire people to do, but they're marching in the same direction. And more importantly, the goal is to get you the book that's going to get you the outcome. So in our case, you're paying for the results or the outcome you want for your book. For many of our clients, that's five dollars to $15,000 a month in revenue from their book, um, making a difference in people's lives. Um, so in our case, you're paying for the outcome. And you're not paying for the publishing services like you would with a vanity press where they'll publish just anything. So that gives you a little sense of the continuum from DIY self-publishing to working with a traditional publisher. There are lots of options in the middle. Your mission, um, should you choose to accept it, is to figure out the outcome you want for your book and to match that outcome with a publisher. So once you have matched your outcome with the publisher, head on over to theauthorincubator.com slash two. That's this episode, theauthorincubator.com slash two. And in the comments, let me know what you figured out. I will respond to every comment. So I am going to wish you super luck on figuring that out. I think figuring that out early in your process is one of the keys to success. And in our next episode, we're going to talk about writer's block. What is actually stopping you from writing this book? And how is writer's block actually awesome? So a lot of people think what's stopping them is writer's block. No, no, no. It's something else completely. You've got to tune into the next episode to find out. This has been another episode of Page Up, where we help nonfiction authors write a book that makes a difference. If you like the show today, be sure to tell a friend and leave us a review on iTunes. Check out our sister show, Book Journeys, also on iTunes. And don't forget to sign up for our mailing list at www.theauthorincubator.com, 
where you can learn more about how you can get your book written.